0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington, and I'm Bill Knight. How are you? Hanging in there, sir? How you doing?
1: I'm surviving. You know, uh, I don't know how much longer we can
0: hold out with what all is going on. It's a crazy world out there. Yes, it is. But we'll get through it because we're tough. That's what we're made out of. You know, there. <laughs> uh, our metal is being tested, tested right now by the man in the office. Boy, it sure is. I got to play something for you if you don't mind. We got. I got. I. I came across this yesterday, and it's something that Rush played on his show a few times. Mm-hmm. Every time I heard it, it struck home. And it's from 1965. Now, in 1965, you were just a tiny little kid, and I was in my teens, okay? And I wasn't interested in politics or, or anything. It was done by a guy who you and I are both aware of, Paul Harvey, right? Who has who is legendary in our business. And Paul Harvey did this, he used to do a, the rest of the story, and I guess this was kind of a, a variation thereof. You got to hear this, it's, uh, I think it's called, If I Were the Devil.
2: If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, The. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth, I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in And I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day.
0: Now, mind you, that was 1965. 1965. I,
1: I remember playing that on the stations that I worked at because he was proud of that piece. He used it quite often. Yeah. And it. It got truer and truer every year. And now I would uh, say that it is 100% accurate. And there's probably some other things. Well, I know there's other things going on that he couldn't foresee or even think of. Think about it.
0: He talked about about diseases that have no cure. When he came out with this in 1965, there was no AIDS. But yet, what, 20 years later? They were in a a, a, an epidemic of of AIDS.
1: Hmm. Um, Yeah, you have AIDS. You had uh, herpes. You have uh, uh, now. You know, there's there's all kinds of other things that that's crazy. Plus, we have
0: he was amazing. 1965, Bill. This is this is when we were before people were talking about most of the stuff that he talked about in that little piece. You've got disease. Now you've got famine. Knocking on our door right now. It's funny you should say that, Bill. They're talking right now about a food shortage in our country. They're talking about food shortage in America. They're saying that we rely on, in the growing season, nitrogen-based fertilizers. There's going to be a big shortage of it. Union Pacific Railroad is restricting rail shipments of nitrogen-based fertilizer during the spring planting season. And people don't know why. Now, mind you, we get a lot of our stuff from Russia, nitrogen-based fertilizer. So we're already already short because of that. Now they're saying that the stuff that we do have will be limited and in slow supply. It'll get to you, but it may not get to you during the spring planting season, which what what good is that if you can't use it? On your on your crops. Well, we
1: don't ever plan ahead around here anymore. So you know, just like we had a strategic oil supply, which Biden is using up, you would think since we have the breadbasket of not only you know, well, we have the breadbasket of the world, you would think that the things that we need, we would have a a, a bounty of, mm-hmm. and apparently, we sure as hell don't. And now we're at the mercy of the guy that we call the lunatic. You know, the insane man, uh, the wild man, Putin, because they're the ones that
0: make it for us. It's amazing. Joe is calling the uh, inflation situation that we're in right now. He's saying that Putin caused it, but yet everybody knows that it started before the Ukraine war. It wasn't Putin. It was Joe and and his policies, uh, which include closing the, the pipelines, the fiasco in Afghanistan the border crisis, all those things. Yeah,
1: uh, Democrats are getting worried too because like Joe, uh, the recent survey said that s- only 6% of the people buy that it's Russia's fault and not Joe's fault. They're going, no, 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 uh, 94% of the American pop- population, independent, Republican, Democrat, whatever, is going, no, Joe, this is all on you. Now, he's trying to open up the leases he wants to undo this this oil and gas thing mm-hmm. well you know that that's not gonna work elizabeth warren is coming out saying you know democrats we're about to lose it all in the midterms now i already see with uh marjorie taylor green uh they're they've already got the steal in in georgia because she's up for reelection. that comes up by uh, what is it may and uh, the uh the the early mail-in vote started on the 25th of april they went to a federal judge and said, well, you know, she, she spoke about January 6th, the insurrection. And the judge said, I'm not going to have any, you know, thing in that until after this election. So what they're doing now is they're taking the news story and putting it out there and tainting people's minds to try to steal that Georgia election. And, mm-hmm. of course, they got the early mail-in votes that start next week. This
0: is the steal all over again. She has to testify this week, Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene. She said she's being sued by somebody in Georgia. Is that how it goes? Yeah. She's being sued by somebody in Georgia. I don't know who it is. You probably haven't in front of you. you. haven't got the story in front of me. They want to void her congressional election. Is that right? right
1: because the, it's basically the Civil War Act. I think that's how they're doing it because, Because they're calling it an insurrection. There was no business. I looked it up in in the Capitol that day. So there was no insurrection. But because this is a Democrat-led investigation, and except for, what's her name, Cheney, is is the only guest Republican on this thing. And she is so woke. (laughs) This is, uh, well, well, you know what kind of show it is. And uh, it's kangaroo court. And so whatever they say goes, anybody they interview, like when they talked to uh, Kushner, they said, "Oh, well, you know, it was an interesting conversation." They volunteered and they gave us uh, a lot of information. That is code for we got to figure out how we can unravel something out of this because if they
0: would have had something,
1: it would have been all over the news. Yeah, they got. So nothing. they're going to make
0: stuff up as they go. Yeah, they got nothing. We are in difficult times. The border crisis continues. We're getting closer and closer to the elimination of Title Forty Two, which mm-hmm. means that they'll be able to. Uh, not only allow Im- illegal immigrants to come across the border, but they don't have to go back if they. I guess they, if they test positive, they used to send them back. Now, if they test positive, they don't. So they
1: get to come here.
0: Now, of course, you know we. I think
1: you mentioned it earlier, but yeah, the seventh bus is on its way to D.C. with all the illegal immigrants. Keep them going. Just keep them going to D.C. Uh-huh. because we've already got some unwelcome guests in the White House, and I would say they were there illegitimately,
0: illegally. As a matter of fact, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas was talking about the the bus that arrived in D.C., but he also was talking about how he's handling the border crisis. Listen, mm-hmm. Hi, this is Governor Greg Abbott. The past two days have been
2: historic for the state of Texas. I've met with governors from border states in Mexico uh, to reach agreements where those governors in Mexico will be uh, securing the border to reduce cross-border immigration into the state of Texas. If you think about it, in the past two days alone, I've done more than what the Biden administration has done in the past 15 months to address border security. As your governor, I will continue to work every day to secure our
0: border. Kind of amazing when you have to rely on the governor to take care of the, the border. That's what they're doing in Texas. He's stepping up and he's doing something anyway.
1: Somebody got to take some action, and I'm glad he is, because this is a crazy mess that they've gotten us into.
0: I don't know what they can point to in the administration that they can claim to be something that's good for the American people. I can't see a thing that they've done that has been beneficial to us. They've caused inflation, fuel shortages, food shortages. They've cut back on the security of our border. Anybody can come across. That's an invasion bill. That's an invasion. Those people coming across, I mean, God bless them. Some of them are wonderful people. I, I know that. But some of them are terrorists, proven fact. Some of them are criminals. Some mm-hmm. of them are murderers. Some of them are drug dealers carrying fentanyl and things like that into our country, which will kill Americans. This administration is enthusiastic about letting them come across. Of course and they are. most people that I know can't figure that out cannot figure it out it's all about control
1: and you know there's jealousy going on case in point joe biden and the democrats are now about to strip new hampshire of its first in the nation uh, uh, primary because they say that they're too white and uh, they lack diversity they don't deserve to be the first in the nation with the primary it should be michigan or or new jersey but not new hampshire you know, and of course, New Hampshire handed Biden that big blow, too. So, you know, there's there's a little bit more to that than meets the eye.
0: What do they care about this? Well, why is that important? It's because everything they do is about an agenda that it's not beneficial to the country. It's beneficial to their them narrative, what they want. You know, yeah. it's a very selfish uh, administration. They They're not looking to help the average American... God bless them. I have friends on the other side who have voted uh, Democrat their entire lives. They feel that they are Democrats through and through. I understand that. But even they have to look at what's happening to our country right now and, and question what's going on. Because this just doesn't make any sense. I think people
1: are questioning, but you know what? I don't know that we're going to get the answers that we want because they are in so deep with the steel. And they don't care that we catch them doing it. They're just going to continue being who they are and doing what they do. Uh, When you have 90, what is it, uh, 4% of the people that say, Joe, this is all on you. Well, that means a lot of Democrats are, well, the majority of Democrats, along with Republicans, are going, "No, no, 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 no. You created this mess, Joe, and I'm sorry that I voted for you. And a lot of people are. There was an interesting thing. I was watching TV last night on YouTube, and they have all these different, you know, podcasts and whatnot. there's a a guy that uh, is uh, a doctor, and he does the kind of study of uh, mental health and stuff like that. And does Joe have dementia? Now, this was done before the election, and he was going, yeah, he's doing all these things. It doesn't look good. But basically, his thing was, he doesn't have it. However, everything states that he does. He goes, well, I wouldn't have said that if I were him. But he did one interesting statistic, and I was going, there's a telltale. Mm -hmm. And the the statistic was, the survey before the election was, and he said, well, 55% of the people that were polled that were going to vote said, yeah, Joe has dementia. Now, okay, if that's a fair and even uh, poll of both parties. And 55% say that he has got dementia. Would you vote for somebody that has dementia? No. No, you wouldn't. So that means that statistic and the question, was this election stolen? I think just answered that question.
0: Yeah. It was. You can see it in his public performance over the last week. He uh, finished a, a speech a couple of days ago turned to his right and hands with air. Then as he walked off the podium, he went to the left, looked confused, went to the right, looked confused. And then somebody must've said over here, Joe. And he went that way and he was all all set. Then during the Easter egg hunt, you probably saw this. He's out talking Mm -hmm. to some people uh, who were lined up to greet him. And he starts talking about Afghanistan and Pakistan. He starts to get political and they must've had somebody with an earpiece or he maybe wears an earpiece. Somebody cued the operative who was, who was dressed up in the in bunny the outfit, bunny. and the Easter bunny goes over and waves in his face. Like, no, 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 let's go. And Joe sees him and follows his direction. So Joe leaves with the Easter bunny. Another thing That's is he, sweet. when he greeted when he greeted the people on the white house lawn from the balcony, he does his little welcoming statement and he lowers his hands and his wife, Jill is next to him. And you can hear on the open mic, she turns to him and says, wave, wave. And then, Oh, it's like, okay. He waves. We have a serious problem in this country. And you know, if you see it and if I see it, you know, the Russians, the Iranians, The North Koreans and the Chinese all see it. The reason why we have this this situation in the Ukraine, Mm -hmm. we have it because they feel we have a weak leader and there's never been a more opportune time to do what they did.
1: Well, it is so opportune and so ripe. Okay, let's say that we do something about Joe Mm -hmm. and do it diplomatically and and nice and all of that stuff. Okay, I get that. Who do we have to replace him?
0: Kamala. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I choke when I say that. But you know, they're talking about if they do it, they may ask her to step aside. They may ask for somebody else to come in out of left field. Pelosi is too old. She can't deal with him. Well, have we heard from her since she got COVID? No, I think maybe she's still in the quarantine. I have not. I haven't read anything about her either. Have you ever gotten that
1: feeling? I've had it for a few days. Like you're just, something's not right in the universe, the solar verse, whatever you want to call it,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: you're waiting for that next shoe to drop.
0: I felt like it's, since last November, okay? You keep hoping that some other shoe will, will drop, but so far, not yet. It, it seems like it's a lot closer right now. That's what you're saying than ever before. Something major is happening behind the scenes. and and
1: yeah, There's something going on, and we just, we're not privy to it. We don't see it. I even noticed on the news, you know how they have the little sliders going? Right. And they have like, oh, 10 or 15 sliders. They had three this morning. And I'm going, there's too much news going on to only have three sliders. What are we waiting for?
0: All of a sudden, the left-leaning media, the MSNBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, all of them are starting to talk about Joe Biden being weak, being frail, being confused. They're starting to talk. They're not defending him like they did a little while ago, a few weeks ago. They were defending him. They were ignoring his weaknesses or or if they were commenting it was always in his defense. Now they're actually saying, well, they're setting the country up for a change. Yeah, they are, but
1: you know what? Are we setting ourselves up for a fall because we're we're telegraphing to the world all of our laundry, and I'm sitting there going, you know, we all know that we've got a guy with dementia. Uh, his cognitive abilities are gone. It's pretty obvious to us, but we're sitting there. We're not, if you're at a, if you're at a poker table, you deal from a position of strength. You don't want everyone to know what cards you're holding. And all of our cards are face up
0: for everyone to see. There. How do you get it rounded, though? For example, Zelensky, mm-hmm. he wants Biden to come to the Ukraine. He was on with Jake Tapper this past week, and here's what he said. Do you want right. President Biden to come here? Yes. Is yes. there are there any plans for him to come? I think he will. You think I he think, will? I think he will, and I think he. But it, it's no, no. I mean, it, it's his decision, of course, and and about the safety situation, it depends. I mean that. But I think I think he's the leader of the United States, and that, that that's why he should come here to see. I can't see. Biden going to the Ukraine, I I think they asked Pesaki and Pasaki said, well, uh, he won't be going at any time soon because there's a a lot of things we need him for here. Mm -hmm. Checkups,
1: medication. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that they figured that he would do nothing but embarrass the country. I mean, last time Mm -hmm. he was over in Poland, you, you know what a fiasco that was. We know he was always putting his foot in his mouth.
1: Zelensky. He made a comment. Uh one Israel is enough. Really? Did you hear that one? No. One Israel is enough.
0: I don't really know why he would have even said that.
1: I don't either. But it was a headline. I didn't. It, we just before we hooked up, I looked at it and I said, Why would he say that? But then, you know, you've got other things going on out there. We mentioned the New Hampshire thing. Oh, you know, well, it's not we're not diverse enough. And we're we're talking about
0: things. Uh, New Hampshire is too white, you know. And it's Everything, all, all divisive and, talk absolutely i see where uh, finland and sweden are up for uh, admission to nato they are both i guess being considered it could happen in the next week or two why do we need so many member
1: nations of nato
0: well i think right now they figure it's never been a more opportune time they probably figure hey if they can do this to the ukraine they can do it to finland and and uh, Sweden too so maybe we should join NATO because they'll protect us
1: maybe. will they or are we the watchdog that's going to be doing the protecting
0: we're the big dog in the neighborhood so it'll be us we and we're one of the founding members of NATO so yeah it will be it'll be us the whole purpose of NATO has changed it was the North Atlantic Treaty Organization designed right. it was designed to protect us against the Soviet Union and communism well now it's not it's now it's Russia it's not the same environment that it was in in 1950 what i get nervous about is nato says if you attack one you attack all meaning if they attack mm-hmm. for example we made poland a part of nato so now if they attack poland we've got to go to war for poland if they attack uh france we have to go to war for france it's uh, yeah. dangerous times
1: yeah. And, you know, of course, Zelensky wants the Ukraine to be a part of NATO. But, you know, I would already say we're at war. You know, we just haven't called it a war, but it's a war. We're supplying arms and, yeah. you know, manpower. You know, we're in a war. And sooner or later, Trump even called for it said, you know, Russia and, and the Ukraine got to stop this crap because at some point in time, we're all going to end up dead. So even he's made that realization We are playing with
0: the end time. The end game is here. What amazes me is when you watch some of these reporters on the nightly news on these different networks saying, well, we've really got to step up now. We've got to prove that we're in the game. We've got to commit forces to the Ukraine so that we can uh, end this once and for all. I'm thinking to myself, what planet are these people on? We're talking about. We're talking about a confrontation with a nuclear power, the other nuclear power. Okay, China's a nuclear power too, but Russia historically was the nuclear enemy. We were talking about the sinking of their flagship, uh,
1: the uh, the Moskva. I get that name wrong. Uh, Moskva. Anyway, what we proved is the vulnerability of a Navy fleet. Now, they operate under old conditions. You brought that up. But the simple fact is... We're showcasing a lot of vulnerabilities that they have, and potentially
0: we have too. What do they call it? The uh, it the switchblade S-300? We're sending a whole bunch of them over there. They take out tanks. I guess it's the S-600. And what they found out is the missile, the, the real vulnerability in a tank is either underneath the tank or on the very top of the tank. So the the, top. Missile, the missile goes up in the air.
1: And then down. it goes
0: straight down on top of the tank, takes out the tank. And so what does that say? In the next generation of Russian tanks, the top will be very well protected.
1: We're showing how to take them out. If your conventional weapons aren't working, you know, I got these short-range nukes, or I got the long, long-range
0: nukes. Who, who wins in a nuclear war? Who no wins? One, no one wins. Quickly, before we, uh, we wrap this up, federal judge strikes down Biden's Public transit mask mandate. Do you see that? The mask mandate. Yeah, did I did and see people that? Applauded and got all happy, and then someone said, "Wait a second! All that means is that that they've said that the local municipalities can make up their own mind. The local businesses can make up their own mind. For example, you may have to wear a mask at Logan Airport, but you don't have to wear a mask at LaGuardia. I mean, they're making it. They're making their own decisions. It's not going to be a general one size fits all." mandate so there there's some relief but not quite i know that uh, a couple of the airlines i think delta is one of them maybe americans said no more masks you can you can fly now without a mask and there was a major round of applause heard in the skies over our country but well uh, the
1: one thing we've always noticed is is natural and herd immunity and uh, the Omicron, which well that's the big next wave but of course they say there's another wave coming they'll just keep coming and coming and coming but the point is, we are way on the bottom of the curve now to where there's not as many infections and we're riding this wave and it's calming down. So I don't see where these mandates are really helping anybody unless there's an agenda behind the mandate.
0: Anyway, my friend, we've done it. We've, uh, we've done another half hour okay. of, our, of our wonderful program. It's, it's in the can, man, as they would say. Our phone number is 833-583-6060, 833-583-6060.
1: And, of course, uh, you can always email us, mail at itsanotherday.com. On Facebook, It's Another Day. So okay. either way, you can get us
0: any way That's you right. want to. We're easily gotten. Hey, I hope you have a wonderful day. Bill, you're on the road. You're
1: up in Boston yeah, still. I didn't come here for the marathon. I. It's funny. I was driving in the other day and going, Where's all this traffic coming from? And I'm looking at all these plates, Florida, Texas, yeah, Pennsylvania, and the list goes
0: on, California. And I'm going, wait a minute, what's going on? Oh, ah, the marathon. If you notice any artifacts in the technical quality of the broadcast, it's because... Bill's doing a remote broadcast from the hinterlands of Boston. Hey, this is
1: some of your old stomping ground. You used to be—you okay. uh, were—he was a famous radio, radio yes. DJ here.
0: What the heck happened? I know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, hey, look it—we've done it. It's in the can, man. We shall do it again tomorrow. Have a wonderful day up in Boston, and uh, and be safe.
1: Hasta la vista.
0: Bye. See ya.